and welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie, and we're two crazy motiv- crazily motivated cousins, huh? Yeah. Uh, what uh, is that? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that got weird. Yeah, it did. I, I always get get weird. It's it's fine. It's just it, me, guys. That's another family trait. We're weird. <laughs> you know, I used to say when I was younger, and I should still say it, that everybody is weird and what is normal. That's true. She would tell me like, oh, you're so weird. I'm like, but what is weird? Mm-hmm. What is normal? Rethink your concepts. <laughs> yeah, just like the Forrest Gump, stupid is the stupid does, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, obviously we're going to talk about motivation because just like we've talked about in previous podcasts, your motivation might be lacking right now because of everything going on and exactly. we don't blame you. <laughs> yes. I know I was literally, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot with Tom because like diet wise and exercising wise motivate, like, I'm like, have we just gotten lazy? What is going on? Like it used to be fine. I used to wake up at 6am every day and go to the gym without issue. And now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I can't wake up at seven. Yeah. And so I've always said too, there is a very to me anyway, there's a very fine line between motivation and dedication. Because even on the days that you aren't motivated, you have to be dedicated to the task and keep doing it, even if you don't necessarily want to. So you not only have to be motivated, you have to be dedicated, basically. And I think my problem is, it's that I'm like, well, if I don't get up at six, it's really not a big deal. I get off at 530, I'll go work out then. And that's fine, but then it sucks for Tom because then Tom doesn't get to go and work out. Uh, I mean, this will all be changing because we're changing gyms, but either way, and I've also started like, instead of going to the gym because of everything going on, we've been going on like morning walks for like four or five miles, getting in the steps or whatever. And I like it. I'm just like, I don't know. I was super tired yesterday, so I was tired this morning, and I was like, mm, no, don't want to. And it's not that I'm not dedicated, but my mindset is wrong. It's a, nah, I'll do it later. Yeah, it's a mindset, and, and you're allowing yourself to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. Which still goes back to dedication, like not saying that you aren't dedicated, but part of the dedication would be not allowing yourself to talk yourself out of it. But we all do it. I do it too. I woke up this morning was really tired, was late. Like I only had 15 minutes to get Jackson up and ready before school started. And I didn't want to work out and I talked myself out of it. I was like, eh, yeah, you know, I do good most of the time. What's one day here or there, you know? And and that was exactly also my mindset was, well, you know, I'll just do it tonight. Like that's the bad portion of it. But then yesterday it's like, oh, well, I worked out twice yesterday, so it's okay. Yeah, there's always that, like, basically talking yourself out of it and that justification. I know, I already know that if I tell myself I'm going to do it later or do it at night, that I'm more than likely not going to do it because I'm way more motivated in the morning. That's just the type of person I am. Like, I'm ready to go in the morning. And by the evening time, I'm like, nope, I'm ready to chill and watch some Shameless and stuff my face and not work out. (laughs) I mean, I could do it either way. As long as I go directly after work, I'm okay. But if I like sit around 
after work just hanging out then the likelihood you know as time goes by it just keeps dropping yeah and that's me all day like in the morning it's at its peak like okay i'm gonna do this and as the day goes on the peak just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until there's nothing left (laughs) exactly so how do you stay motivated basically not allowing myself to talk myself out of it because I'm just like anybody else. I wake up in the morning, just like I just said, and I don't necessarily want to do it, but there's a difference between wanting to do it and doing it anyway. So, and most of the time, once you do do it, you feel good about it. And you're not going to like, if we're, if you don't do it, then all day long, you're like, I should have worked out. You kind of, yeah, I feel like shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, why didn't I do that? That's the problem for me is that because of Corona, I mean, some people might just say that this is an excuse, but the gym closed, we don't have any workout equipment. And so then basically my schedule has just been off like completely wonky Yeah, because then I also got a second job. And then that like kept it wonky. Like I used to go to bed at like nine o'clock so that I would be able to get up at six and it would be fine. But when I started working and working until 11 o'clock at night, like I was like, fuck no, I'm sleeping until eight o'clock. And so my whole schedule has just been effed up since then. And it's like, okay, you have to now get yourself back on track. And it's been a struggle to go to sleep before 11. Yeah. You're on a schedule. You're on, it's, it has become not a habit anymore. And yeah. it's become a bad habit is what it is. Yeah. It's Staying become- up late and not waking up in the morning. Right. Exactly. Because one thing that I always remember, I think it was my dad that said it to me. I don't know. It might not have been, but it's a very, I think everybody knows a well-known quote that says, if it's important to you, you will make time for it. And I mean, it's easier to say than do, of course, but if that workout really matters to you, you will make the time for it. Or if that book that you're writing is really important. You will make time for it. Or like, I'm trying to learn, your, learn ukulele. And there are definitely days that I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't have to do it. But what, what's the difference? I can still sit there and watch TV and just strum along. And now I'm doing two things at once. And I didn't let myself down by not doing it. You know, if I wanted to do it, I will do it. I just, sometimes you just have to give yourself a little, little push. Yeah. I know. And, and I feel like I've started out doing better because like for a bit there for a few weeks anyway it was like completely lazy like I was not going to the gym at all I was just like thank god I don't have this other job now I'm just gonna stay home and chill um but now it's like okay well you know I didn't wake up early this morning but I went and I did work out after work every day and now it's time to like switch that over to like working out in the mornings again yeah and and, uh, you know, doing stuff around the house afterward. It, you know, it has it's just a fact of switching my schedule back around. Yeah, it was a hard transition because just like everybody else, before COVID hit, I had it, a normal routine. Got up, get Jackson ready, send him off to school, go to the gym. Like I went straight to the gym. And me personally, it's easier for me to work out at the gym than it is at home. I feel like oh, for, sure. for most people, it probably is that way because – just like anything, you get easily distracted. You don't have as much equipment. You get annoyed, yada, yada. You know, it's just, I don't have enough space either. Yeah, and like I'm in the garage, so it's hot. Like you're just finding all these reasons that you're like, Bleh. 
Where yeah, like basically. when I went to the gym before, it was an escape. Like, sweet, the kids at school, I get to get out of the house and go to the gym and spend 45 minutes doing my thing and then come home and shower and I can get my day started. So I get what you're saying. I feel the same way. Like you, everybody was in this routine that made you happy. And then this wrench got tossed into the works and everybody's like, okay, what now? Well, and then I added a second job that completely threw off my, like, I feel like if I would have kept the same sleep schedule, yeah, it would have been okay. But then I added a second job, like really fucked up my sleep schedule. And here we are. And so now it's getting back into it. And Tom was not yelling at me, but we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, it's not fair if you don't wake up with me to go like walking because it's nice that you get to go work out after work, but I don't have that option. Yeah. Cause he's got to go to work. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I had a crap ton of changes too. Corona hit Kyle deployed schools now at home. And it's like, and even if when, your gym was open, you would have a difficult time going. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be able to go. There's no way. Um, I would still be doing it at home no matter what. And even if the gyms were open because I, I mean, no, I can't take him with me. He's too, he's still a little still. So it's, it's just, we get it. And that's why we're talking about this. It's hard when it feels like everything in your life is, there's a wrench in it basically, right? You know, everything yeah. is off track. Everything's off kilter. But at least for now, we want you to stay motivated to get on a new path. Like Connie's talking about like, okay, I'm doing it at night right now, but you know, in a week, next week or whatever, I'm going to switch it to the morning and then that'll be my new routine. Like you, you yeah. still can change things. It might still be limited, but you can still change things and find that motivation. And it might be hard. <laughs> it, and it will be hard. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. I feel like everybody thinks like, I have people ask me all the time, like, Rita, how do you stay motivated? How do you work out all the time? And I'm not, that's, that's the thing. I am not motivated all the time. The difference is I do it anyway. And that's, yeah. that's that extra push, which is, it's hard to do because you are trying to talk yourself out of it. Like, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I don't feel good. My head hurts. I got to help my kid with school. Like there's a million and one reasons that I'm sure you could come up with. Oh, for sure. Actually, I was like, and it's uh, for sure a mental game because earlier I was like, you know, they have this keto like pizza crust. It's really easy to make and it's an egg and like a cup of cheese, but that's also a lot of calories. That's easy and though. I, yeah, it is. And I was going to go and make it and throw it in the oven at like two thirty, three o'clock today. And I was like, no, you're not hungry. You're bored. There's nothing going on at work right now. You're actually bored. Like, I just, like, stopped. Like, I got out all the ingredients, and I was at my oven about to, like, mix it and put it in the oven. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm not actually hungry. I'm really bored is what it is. And I was like, nope. And I literally put it all back and went back to work. And I was like, good job, Connie. <laughs> See? And that's, that's yep. exactly what we're talking about. And that's another thing to remember is, like, to remember how you felt afterwards. I remember, like, oh, when I pushed through that workout – afterwards I felt great. Or when I put all the ingredients back, I was like, yes, victory. Like remember those moments when you aren't feeling motivated. Exactly. And also I've like, by just by the way, like half this week we've gotten up early. So I'm hoping next week, all week I'll get up early at seven. 
um, and then yeah, and hopefully good- up it to like six. So in other words, you could also be motivated in like steps. It's not necessarily a, an all or nothing. Like you can be proud of like small t- steps taking, like me getting up an hour earlier to go on a walk. Absolutely. There, there is absolutely nothing wrong with steps. And I know Rachel Hollis was really big for a while and she had these like four things that she, four or five things that she recommended. And one of the things that she recommended was getting up an hour earlier. But that's not something that everybody can do. Like me personally, I am a night owl. So, or at least I am more motivated at night than I would be in the morning. Like Mm -hmm. when it comes to what she was talking about. So just because you hear advice like that doesn't mean you have to follow it to a T. Like maybe instead of getting up an hour early, you stay up an hour later after the kids go to bed or after your husband goes to bed or whatever and work on what you wanted to work on then instead of doing it an hour earlier in the morning because not everybody's Mm -hmm. built the same. So you can't, and and just like what Connie and I are telling you, you could take some of what Connie says and some of what I said and make it into something of your own or find your own way. Like there is no one way to do things. It actually drives me wild though that like when I think about it, so I've changed jobs from 20, uh, 19 to 2020. And it blows me away that previously I would wake up at, what was it? Like 5.30 in the morning to get to work. And now I'm struggling to wake up at eight. I'm like, this is absolutely wild. How is it that like, this is all changed, but it's, like the motivation it's well I have to don't have to go to work till nine yeah instead of going to work at um and getting to work at eight yeah well, you have different like but whatever yeah you have di- different circumstances I used to get up at three forty-five to open the gym to work and I would get eight out eight hours in before you know by noon but then I got a different job and it's different so you know your motivation swings with what you need you know yeah and that's why I'm like, no, 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 I need to get back to waking up earlier. And besides, uh, it's not going to get easier because with when I, me and Tom are thinking about having a kid soon. So with having a baby, like it's not going to get easier. No, it's going to get, I don't harder. even necessarily, I don't even, yeah. And I don't even necessarily want to say harder because it is an amazing thing, but there's a lot more it's things more on your plate. Yeah, it's more challenging. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff on your plate, a lot more things to worry about, and you're going to be a lot more tired. Oh, yeah. Always tired. I think just coronavirus has just made me tired. That's all. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been tired the past few days, and I don't know if it's like hormones. You know, lady times come in, and sometimes it hits you different. But Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't work out this morning because I was like, ugh. I can't do this right now. You're like, this is not good. Just going to go back to bed. But you know what? It's okay because I do work out very consistently and I'm not going to beat myself up because I skip two days here and there. Like as long as I don't, two days doesn't turn into a month or whatever, then that's fine. And that's okay for you too. It's okay if you do have a couple days that you aren't motivated, just don't let it turn into a permanent unmotivation. Yeah. And, and beating yourself up is one way that it can spiral. I in my opinion, absolutely. Just because, you know, you're just still so down about it. So it makes you feel like 
more depressed. So you don't really, it's hard to like, be like, no, like to, to stop like the little depression spiral that happens when you don't go and do what you wanted to do. Yeah. You're motivated to do. Well, and like we briefly talked on a previous podcast where we talked about toxic positivity that is kind of happening because you see all this stuff on Instagram and Facebook or wherever, and you're seeing that, oh my God, you know, I'm not as motivated as Connie or I'm motivated as so-and-so. And then you're beating yourself up even more when you don't actually know what's going on with that person. And just because you skip a day or two, that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, it makes you human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just because Susie, whatever on Instagram posted that she's worked out every day for the past week, and that doesn't mean she actually did, first of all. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I also like to take those posts and think of it as instead of thinking of it like, oh my God, they did it and I didn't, I feel horrible about myself. I think of, I'm glad they did it. And now if they can do it, so can I, and there's no reason to keep this going. Yes, absolutely. It absolutely can be good, good motivation way. Just wanted to make sure. Our listeners weren't But like, it can go both ways. I have to be That's, perfect all the time because you don't. Oh, no. Nobody is. That is a lie the media tells you. Yes. <laughs> and just like we have said before, comparison is the death of joy. So do not compare yourself to whoever you admire on Instagram because they're not as perfect as their Instagram makes them look. And working out also is not the only motivation. Like, Rietta kind of touched on before, like her writing her books. It's hard to stay motivated. I was actually going to ask you what keeps you motivated to writing a book because I'm going to start trying and I have been bad at it lately. <laughs> and honestly, I haven't written much in the past probably couple weeks because it's okay. I'm not gonna, there was a time that every morning I woke up, I was like, okay, I have to write 500 words by tonight or a thousand words by tonight and like put that massive pressure on myself when it doesn't need to be there. First of all, I have no deadline. You know, it's my thing. I can finish it when I need to. So when my mind is telling me to take a break, I take a break, but I do try to write every day if I can. I mean, I do have, like I just said last week, I had a week where I was like not feeling it and I'm not going to force myself because when you're creative, you can't force creativity. You know, Connie knows that. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to happen. So I'm not going to do myself any favors by going, okay, well, I don't care I'm if you're creative. Sit down and write some shit because it's just going to be horrible. <laughs> so um, I stay motivated by just kind of listening to my creativity and listening to where I feel I'm at. And most of the time I do, I get, I'd say a minimum 500 words a day, which probably sounds like a lot to people out there, but it's really it's not. not. It's really not. When I'm in a groove, I could easily write 5,000 words a day. No problem. That's so, crazy. Do you th did you ever think that the, did the word cap like saying, okay, I really want to write at least every day. Did that at least, did that at least help your motivation? Mm -hmm. It did. Yeah. And, and setting a, a smaller number like that, because like we talked about, when you're a writer, 500 words isn't that much. You could probably do that in a half hour. Everybody, because, everybody let's has be a half real, hour. that's a couple of paragraphs. 500, yeah. 500 words is honestly a couple of paragraphs. Just because I remember in college, 2,000 words being two pages. Yeah. So it's probably a couple of paragraphs. So, I mean, anybody can bust out a couple of paragraphs. And even if it's not fantastic, that's okay. You still got it, could it out also there. Give you the and it can also give you the motivation to keep writing. 
Yeah. And sometimes there are days that you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try this and see what happens. And you sit down and you start writing. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just pages. You're just, yeah, you're pages in and 5,000 words in and two hours later and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? Why can't I do that every day? <laughs> it's a miracle. What? <laughs> so I think I kind of walk a line between being motivated because I don't ever want to say that I'm, I mean, I guess I'm not motivated, but you do have to listen to yourself too. You don't want to push yourself into a place when you aren't in the right place. I mean, you definitely want to push yourself sometimes, of course, but there are times that you need to listen to yourself and take that break. So, but most of the time I write, I write a good portion every week. So you just, you just have to you like, do have to listen to to your body as well when like working out because oh yeah there are, there are days where like I'm like oh my god my legs are so sore I'm like okay I have to do a different cardio workout yes. because doing the same thing I've done for the past few days my legs are sore in the same places and they need to be sore in different places now <laughs> absolutely yeah so it kind of just goes back to what you talked about little steps like finding little steps that work for you start off maybe not even 500 words. I'm going to write a paragraph today. And then next week I'm going to write two pages, you know, and just go from there and you'll find what works for you and what gets you into a rhythm. I feel like writing is not a usual thing you can make a comparison to because oh, it not does a lot of people are writing as well. Well, and when people don't understand it, it blows their mind. They're like, I don't know how you could ever write that much. Like that's terrifying to me. So really? That's so yeah. funny. I had a girl message me when I published my first one. She was like, I could never do that. And I'm like, absolutely you could. I have to do sit down and type. Like, it's just want, wanting to and having the, um, I don't want to say motivation, having the- I wouldn't, I wouldn't say courage, honestly. There you go. Yeah. Having the courage to do it because it is not Especially easy. to publish. Like yeah. to write is one thing, like just to like write a journal or whatever, that's your own private thoughts, but to write something with the means of publishing, I think could be terrifying to people. I definitely understand yes. that, but yes, it, you you definitely are looking for some courage to actually go out and publish it. Yep. And you just, you just got, just like everything, one foot in front of the other, just one word in front of the other. Actually, so this is kind of funny. It kind of ties into this little motivation theme. So basically, Tom was talking about me and him Mm -hmm. at his work. And he's like, oh, yeah, my wife does like a bunch of things. She likes to craft. She like cooks. She cleans. She she bakes. She does this podcasting thing. And they were mind blown. They're like, she does all that. Really? It's like, yeah. I'm like, well, it's not all the same day. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, but yes, I don't just sit in front of a TV all day. I know that's what people tend to do right now with Corona. It's hard to like get out of just Netflixing all day or whatever. But like, I thought it was super funny that he was like mind blown by like the list of stuff that Tom like cranked out. He's like, and then he tried to be like, well, how is cleaning a hobby? And he, and Tom's like, well, it's not really a, a hobby. It's just we have a nice house and we like to keep it clean. Yeah. But it is something that you have to do and be motivated to do. Yeah. Because there are days where I'm like, oh, this place is a mess. It has to be cleaned. And there are other days where I'm like, no, this is fine. This yeah. This is acceptable. No, I feel the same way. And I know – I've had that same type of reaction to, I don't, I think it was a post and like a bunch of military wives were like introducing themselves and saying what they do. 
And I had the same type of reaction because I wrote, you know, I'm a personal trainer slash a coach. I podcast. I write. I'm starting a nonprofit. Um, I blog. And people were like, holy shit. How do you do all that? And it was Can't the same be. thing. I was like, <laughs> well, you know, I don't do all of it every day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just because... I don't know. I guess maybe it runs in our family. Like I've always been a Jack. I've always been a person that had my hand in many pots because there's a lot of things I like to do. And I know everybody's like, find your niche, find your niche. Fuck that. If you like many things, like many things, do you. Yeah, really. Actually, I thought it was funny. My mom was calling me Martha Stewart the other day. And I was (laughs) like, that's thank you. (laughs) Yes, I am, mom. How did you know? (laughs) That's hilarious. I thought so. But, you know, I did two paintings over the weekend. I was, like, pretty proud of myself, you know? But painting is very different. I saw – I thought that I got – I didn't know what happened to these two canvases I had. And then I found them. I was like, it looks like I'm painting today. Oh, see? There you go. (laughs) I was going to, like, bake and do some other stuff around the house. I was like, nope, painting. Tom's playing video games. I'm going to paint. See? There you go. I mean – got to do what makes you happy. And I know when I first got on Instagram, people were like, oh, you're never going to be big on Instagram because you don't have one niche. And I'm like, oh my God, bite me. <laughs> I'm not Who picking cares? one thing. Um, that's part of me. That's part of the fabulous me is that I don't have one freaking niche. Well, and isn't it boring to have one niche and also okay wouldn't a niche then be filled up if you have so think about it there's only so many right right wouldn't you then have too many and then it's like okay like for instance I know people who have started up many a thing on and it's why I haven't on like Instagram where it's just one thing and yeah, they can get them an okay amount of followers, but it's like, yeah. And there's like a ton of famous people doing it too. So, you know, like you're going to be like last on the list because Gordon Ramsay or whomever is going to pull up first. Yeah. I think it's because they are worried about your audience. Like me, for example, my big things on there are like hiking, working out and writing. So they feel like the people that follow me for hiking are going to be like annoyed with my other posts. And then the people that follow me for writing are going to be annoyed by that, you know? So stupid, which I agree. It's stupid, but I think that's why they tell you to pick a niche because you get followers for a specific reason. So if you have all these niches, like I was like, no, I'll just have different people following me for different reasons. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and also though, now at least on Instagram, you can, hide posts like that like okay so say if you have a person who's really into like your writing they could hide your climbing posts if they really wanted to it could it's like a hide similar posts like this or something like that yeah so really you have multiple options like and also really doesn't matter you're just scrolling through photos i mean right like if you don't like the photo, just scroll by. Like you don't have yeah, to. You, you don't, have, don't to double, have to double do anything. You don't have to double tap. You know, just keep gliding. Yeah, double tap. Yeah, I know that just made me think of Zombieland. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what I was thinking of. So yeah, don't don't feel like you have to pick a niche to be a motivated, dedicated individual. You can do whatever you want. Because I'm telling you right now, as somebody as a jack of all trades, I love it. It makes life fun. I'm not bored. 
I can do what I want. Connie and I wouldn't have this podcast if we weren't both doing cool things. So, yeah. Well, and I, and like the only reason why I haven't done more, like I've thought about doing like a blog and um, like videos on YouTube. And the problem that I come across is like, yeah, because there aren't a million other people showing you how to do crafts the same ones because I'm a basic bitch. (laughs) So I'm doing like, I mean, yeah, I change stuff up a bit. I do different types of like baking. I try different things. Yeah. I edit recipes or crafts, but they're all really similar. So I don't want somebody to think like, oh, she's just plagiarizing shit. I've seen this done a million times. Like go fuck yourself basically. So like, that's why I really like, I've been on like the fence for a while. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I won't. Uh, And also some things are just for my enjoyment. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know Tabitha Brown who just blew up recently and has, I think she's got over a million followers. She all started, she started off as a vegan, like showing vegan recipes, just, you know, something really simple that people needed or wanted to know. And now she's got over a million followers and she's hosting award shows. So you never know where it could take you. Like, yeah, maybe at the beginning you might just seem like the next show blow, but your personality and you might make you the next big thing. So always stay motivated and do what you want to do. Yeah, I I hired a coach to help me like iron out my business at the beginning of 2020. And one of the best things I remember her saying to me when I was trying to do the nonprofit, because I was like, well, there's already a lot of stuff out there like it. And she said to me, but there's nobody like you putting that out there. You are the only person. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you are the only you and nobody can offer what you bring to the table, even if it seems like it's something that's already out there. So I found that really motivating because it's true. Like even if there are a million other vegan recipes out there, her personality and the way she did it and her cute little videos is what brought her to the top. So you never, you never know what could happen. Yep. And and there's like a lot of stories like that where it's like, oh, and they just have like this one little twist and that's what makes a lot of people like them. It just, it is, it is what it is. So that should keep you motivated to know that as Dr. Dr. Sue says, you are you, you know, there's nobody that's youer than you. (laughs) Exactly. Is it hard to keep so many like balls in the air and motivated about each one? Because like you just list off, listed off a million things that you do. Does it, is it hard to like stay motivated about all of it or do it you just be. like have your moments and you just kind of juggle it the best you can? Yeah. I, I, it's kind of like juggling, like the two balls up in the air are good. So like, you're just kind of letting them hang out and then you're like, you're worrying about the other two that are in your hand you know, and it kind of rotates just like that. Now, for a couple of weeks, the business and the book are good. And then I'm focusing on the nonprofit and something else. And the next week they switch, you know? Yeah. So you're, you're not, it definitely would be too hard. It's not possible to focus on that many things at once. at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At once. So I'm usually definitely more focused on one thing at a time, but maybe instead of the normal person might spend two months on one thing I'll spend like a week or two and then switch and then switch back and I don't know it just keeps things interesting 
Yeah. And it all depends on like what, how much time a person has, you know what I yeah, mean? And, and what you and what a, one of our listeners wants to do, but there's always, when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Like I haven't blogged as much recently and I actually just kind of changed the direction of my blog oh. to do like more hiking topics. And that's another thing that probably is really saturated. There's a bunch of people talking about hiking, but maybe somebody will like my hiking, hiking ones more. I mean, I do throw all the random stuff in there, but I added that and I haven't been doing it as much, but that's okay. It's still there. It's not going anywhere. My website's there. Are you still like offering those classes and stuff? I am, but you know, because of COVID, that's pretty standstill right now. And I was upset about it at first, but there's no reason to be upset about it. It'll, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And I'm just kind of going with the flow and using the time to write more books instead. Actually, I was thinking about this. This is totally off of the podcast topic, but whenever you get back into doing like those courses, you should offer a writing one. I, I thought about that about, too. I was talk, thinking about that last night for some reason. You know, when your mind just like randomly thinks of other shit. That was one of the random things. I was like, I have to tell Rietta this. And then I remembered because of all of the talking that we've done about all the different things you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought about that too. Um, but it was one of those things where I didn't want to offer too much at once, you know, like you offer mm. a course in this and then after so many weeks you pull that and then you offer a different course. So, ah, gotcha. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Nice. And it's a good idea. I like it. And, uh, hopefully Connie's going to be rolling out some novels here soon. She got some dream inspiration. So I did. <laughs> I have lots of dream inspiration notes right now that I'm working on transforming into a book and we'll see. I don't even know if my name's going to be on it or if I'll even publish it. Hey, you got time to think about it, but I'll write it and then I'll decide what I want to do. <laughs> there you go. That's the beautiful thing about what, about living right now is that you can you can publish it no problem through Amazon and yeah, you might be limited to Amazon, but I mean, who doesn't shop on Amazon? Like seriously. And you're not necessarily limited to Amazon because I know a bunch yeah. of authors that like then publish through like the like iBooks or whatever mm-hmm. and like a b- bunch of different like e-reading websites. Yeah, there are other platforms and you can even, you know, sell it on the Kindle and do all that. And But it's just nice because Amazon literally makes it so easy and you keep most of your royalties. So can't really be mad about it. Hell yeah. Mm. So, so Connie. Oh God. <laughs> I knew my time was coming <laughs> and I was like, can we end this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Since you work at home, how do you oh, yeah. stay motivated to actually like work at home? I mean, I know you have to, I mean, technically, but I mean, you could call him sick if you wanted to, I'm assuming, you know, it's probably hard to roll out of bed and walk five steps sometimes. Actually, it's so easy to go to work for me, um, only because I think if it was a different job doing different things, it'd be harder. Um, but I stay like motivated to like go to my job and not just call in sick because A, my job's pretty relaxed. Mm-hmm. There, it's... It's busy enough to where obviously I am employed and I am not worried about my job, Mm -hmm. but it's not stressful. They don't have unrealistic expectations. They don't expect me to work 60-hour weeks. I know I'm only going in for eight hours, 
and they're really flexible. So say if I wasn't feeling good and I was like, you know, I'm just going to text my boss and say, Oh yeah, I'm going to be an hour late today. I, I don't feel good. I, I'm going to come in like a little bit later and I'll stay late. It wouldn't be a problem. They're very flexible like that. So it makes it nice to just work. I, I remember my old job, like working from home was a struggle because I didn't want to, it was hard to do it because I only had like a laptop. I didn't have uh, a desk with a monitor and a keyboard. Like it was literally just my laptop and just Mm -hmm. sitting on the couch. So Mm -hmm. it was like harder to work. And it was such a toxic work environment that I just was like, I hate these people. I used to call in, not all the time, but every once in a while I would call in. But I never feel that way because it's not a toxic work environment and I'm not crazy stressed. Yeah. So it sounds like the flexibility makes you know that as long as you get your work done, they're not going to be on you. Yes, exactly. And they... And they like monitor like my work in a way, but it's very like laid back. I don't have like a problem meeting their goals that they mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So it really doesn't like, I just don't feel a ton of like pressure and I work with a lot of really nice people. So it's just different. Like if it was a different company where there was a lot of like pressure, uh, I think it would be harder to work from home because I mean, I have Tom coming into my office, like goofing off with me sometimes, like while I'm working, he's chit chatting about like houses or people from work or whatever. And it's fine because like, I can still, I can continue to work. It's not really that big of a deal for him to like come in and chit chat with me for a little bit. Like, I, I don't know, just it's just not a horrible environment to work in. So it ends up working out. Yeah. That makes a difference for sure. When you don't have like a boss breathing down your neck. Exactly. I don't get a, a, and that's what used to happen at my other job when working from home or just in general is you would have like a bunch of people trying to micromanage you. Yeah. Just have being able to go and do my job and have two monthly meetings is perfectly all right. I very rarely get quote unquote micromanaged. We're a very like self-sufficient team. So that for sure helps as well. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that happened at a couple of jobs that I've had and I am not a fan of being micromanaged. It just makes me more resistant to like anybody, anybody or like different things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody wants to be micromanaged. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody, if they, if you have somebody breathing down your neck, it makes you very standoffish and like, Hey, it also really helps that I can just basically wear uh, yoga, yoga pants and a t-shirt to work (laughs) without a bra and just hang out at home. That really, that that really helps. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to lie. She's literally hanging out. I am. I'm literally and mentally and physically and all of the the ways just hanging out. I had to throw that in there. Exactly. So there you have it. Oh, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then other motive. I think the only other thing that I do to try to stay motivated is keep a general schedule. And I think that helps. No, it does. 
I agree that if you keep in your mind, you know, I'm going to work out in the morning morning. and Mm -hmm. on my lunch break, I'm going to stretch or draw or whatever. And in the evening before I go to bed, I'm going to do whatever, whatever your plan might be. Yeah, exactly. I think really, if you're looking to try to get more motivated, try working out a schedule and saying, okay, now this is what I'm going to do from now on. And even if it's not perfect, strive to get to that perfect, like, you know, schedule. And don't give yourself too much at one time, you know, start with one thing. Then once you've got that down, add another thing. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Yeah, don't don't try to become me and Rietta in in a day and have a million things on your plate. Nope, you'll be very <laughs> you'll be very very unhappy. <laughs> exactly, and nobody wants to be that. No, sure don't. All right, are we are we going to recap or are we just done for the day? I don't know. What do you think? Should we recap? Yeah, recap. Why not? All right, Connie, roll in the re. Oh God. <laughs> So stay motivated, my friends, and you can do it. It's tough, but if you really want it, you can go and get it. And we are both very busy ladies, and we still manage to get everything done and more. So it's for sure possible. Anything is possible if you start with the time for it. Yep, and start with baby steps. Baby steps. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like it. We're going to we're going to end it with baby steps. Baby steps. And next week, who knows what our topic's going to be, but we'll see you next week cuz lord knows we don't know what it is yet. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Rietta. I'm Connie. And thank you for listening. <laughs>